are glad that you joined us today. God wants to do so much for you and through you, and we want to hear about it. If you've been impacted by Fuel Church, share your story with us by emailing mystory at thefuelchurch.com. And to learn more about our worship experiences, visit our website at www.thefuelchurch.com. Thanks again for joining us. We hope you enjoyed today's message. And uh, here's what this message is for. This message is for someone uh, facing something that you didn't plan. Something you didn't plan. Something went a little different than you thought it would, and you've had a change of plans. Our message today is titled, Change of Plans. How many in here today could be honest and say that you are natural planners? Come on, where are all my planners at? Come on, raise your hand. Don't be ashamed. You've got everything planned out for the next couple hours, the next couple days, right? Everything is detailed. The, the planners in the house, um, they're the ones that had all Christmas shopping done in July. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's the planners. That, that's the planners. And, and, and the non-planners are those who haven't even started their Christmas shopping. You, my friend, are going to be hitting up the CVS gift card carousel right after the service. That's where you're going to be because you're a non-planner. And, and, and so, you know, all of us have had moments where we planned something out, but it didn't go as we planned. Maybe a vacation. You worked hard six, eight months to a year planning out the details of a vacation. And then when it happened, everything that could go wrong went wrong. Come on now. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Like you didn't even make it halfway to Florida and you got three flat tires. You're like, what is going on? We're just camping out in North Carolina. We we just forget it. We made halfway. Let's just set up camp here. Whether you're a planner or not, um, when things don't go as you thought, it can be a little rattling at times and it, it can throw things off and it can be very frustrating. And uh, here's what I know today. Here's what I know for those of you listening to this message is you're facing something that you didn't plan. You're facing something you didn't plan. Some of you, you didn't plan on ending the year this bad financially. You didn't plan on it, but here you are a few days away and, and, and your finances are bad. Some of you didn't plan on that divorce, but it happened this year. Some of you didn't plan on hunting for another job but here you are hunting for another job. Some of you, you didn't plan on that emotional pain that that someone caused you this year. You didn't plan on it, but it's there. Some of you didn't plan on that empty chair at the table at Christmas dinner. You You didn't plan on it, but the reality is they're not here. Some of you didn't plan on facing another medical battle along with its hefty bills coming in the mail. You didn't plan on that, but you had a change of plans. And sometimes these change of plans can rattle our faith. Sometimes it makes us say, okay, God, what's going on? Like, where are you? I don't understand why this happened. I'm serving you. And everything in my life seems to be turned upside down. I didn't plan on this. Why are you allowing these things to happen to me? This doesn't make sense, God. What's going on? I didn't plan for this to happen. This is where we find the Christmas story. We find the Christmas story with two teenagers that didn't plan on parenting the Savior of the world. Talking about the parents of Jesus, Mary and Joey. 
Mary and Joey. And so here's what we find. Parts of the Christmas story are found in uh, Matthew chapter 1 and then in Luke chapter 1 and chapter 2. And what you'll find are several paragraphs that describe what took place over a period of many months. So if you think about it, uh, we know a little bit about what happened, but there are many things that happened in this story that we don't know exactly how it happened, but we can kind of read between the lines. You know what I'm saying? So it'd be kind of like you describing 2017. You'd hit the highlight moments, but we wouldn't have every detail of 2017 of your life, but we would have um, some moments of that. And that, that's kind of what you find in the Christmas story. So what I want to try to do in the next few moments is fill in some details that we don't have access to, but details that probably did happen. Example, how did Mary and Joey meet? Right? It, it doesn't, doesn't say it in the Bible, but, but I want to know how they met. We only have part of this story, but we can only imagine what likely happened. So will you follow me? Can we go on a journey just for a few minutes? And can we kind of read between the lines? And can I give you the JPB version of the story? That's the Jacob Paul Burgai version of the Christmas story. Let, let's talk about how they met. This is probably what happened. I'm not saying it did, but I'm just saying, follow me down this trail. Here we go. It's Wednesday night and it's youth group night, okay? Mary's 16 years old and, and, and she's going to youth group at the synagogue with her, with her friends and they're hanging out and the service is about to start and, 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 and all of a sudden the youth leader teaching walks out and his name is Joey. Joey is very energetic, very passionate about teaching young people about God and he's, he's, he's charismatic, but he's also very cute. So Mary's sitting there with her friends and they're hanging out at the youth group and all of a sudden they start texting Mary like, he is so cute, hashtag OMG. Stands for oh my gosh. And, and they're texting back and forth and Mary's like, stop it, I'm here for God, not Joey, right? Mary's like, I'm here for God, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not here to find a man. And, and so, so, so Mary you know, is, is listening to Joey, the youth leader, teach. And, and then all of a sudden, Joey finishes the lesson. And he says, all right, we're going to divide into small groups. Everybody get into small groups. And so they get in their little small groups, four to five of them. And Joey's walking around the different small groups, interjecting, helping them with the scriptures. And then all of a sudden, Joey starts walking towards Mary's small group. And the butterflies begin to fly in her stomach. And she says, oh, man, he's walking this way. And they begin to talk. They begin to conversate. And, and the more they conversate, the more Mary realizes, like, Joey is a really good dude. Like, not only does he love God, but Joey's got a job. <laughs> he's got a job. Because Joey's telling her, listen, I make furniture, I make furniture. I, got a, I work for my father. We got a furniture business, and he's got a job. And Mary's thinking, man, this is awesome because the last two dudes I dated, they didn't have a job, and they were addicted to their PS4. Come on, somebody. So Mary's like elated, but she's still a little nervous because she's like, man, I'm 16, and he's like a lot older than me, like four or five years older than me, and you know, he's my youth leader, and like, I don't know, you know, what will the other people think in the church, and you know, this and that. And so, so before Joey leaves that little small group, he slips, he slips Mary his, his number and says, hey, hit me up. Let's go out for coffee, Okay. 
And so, so later on in the week, middle of the week, she texts them and they agree to meet before youth group um, at the Hebrews coffee shop. And I've been working on that for four weeks. I want a bigger laugh than that. Hebrews coffee shop. She starts to really like him. She starts to fall for him. And several months go by. And now they're at a place where they're introducing each other to their family, their parents, and so they meet each other. Now they're spending a lot of time together. Now Joey's bringing her big teddy bears with hearts in the middle. You know, come on, somebody. He's writing her love notes, leaving them on the seat, a youth group. Come on. Um, now he's singing every song, love song on the radio to her. He's like, baby, you're a firework. <laughs> baby, I'll take a grenade for you. You know what I'm saying? Come on, work with me. This is kind of how I think it went. Are you with me today? This is kind of how I think it went. So Joseph, Joey starts preparing for something that is so monumental in someone's life. And uh, he starts picking up some extra side jobs and making rocking chairs for different families. He puts it on Facebook and eBay, Facebook market. and says, hey, I'm selling these chairs. And he's trying to make extra money so that he can buy her a ring. Right? It's to that point where he's in love. He says, this is the one. And, and, and so, so he starts to plan out. He starts to save the money. And then he goes to Jay Jewelers to pick out a ring. Jerusalem Jewelers to pick out a ring. The rest of you are slow, but you're worth waiting on. Not K Jay. Yeah, there you go. And he picks out this ring. He plans out this big proposal on the shore of the Sea of Galilee while the sun is setting and Joey is ready. He's got a dozen red roses and here he goes. He asks Mary to marry him. And she says, yes. She said, yes. So something like this kind of happened. Are you with me so far? Um, So what do they do after that? Well, they do what we've all done those that are married, you start to plan out your future, right? And so you start to sit down and you're like, man, where are we going to live? Where's our first house going to be? Hey, how many kids are we going to have? And the most important question out of all when you're engaged is this, are we or are we not going to buy a minivan? I know what you guys are thinking. You said no. But my friend, you are four to five kids later and you are rolling up in that Dodge Caravan, boy. You there, it's out there parked. You said you would never drive it, but you are driving that minivan. So, 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 so they're planning out the details and, and, you know, you know, Joe said, Joey says, hey man, maybe I can go out on my own and start my own furniture business, like, I got a gift here and maybe we can, we can have a business and you could be a stay-at-home mom. And, you know, all these thoughts are happening. Then, you know, they're making their plans. Then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, one day, Mary is off by herself. And things begin to shift because an angel of the Lord comes and visits her. And the angel appears to her and tells her that she is with child and she's going to give birth to a son. And not just any son. The angel says, it's the son of God. You have been chosen, Mary. And Mary is just so in love with God that Mary's like, whatever God has for me, I want. She tells the angel, yes, yes, 
I will do whatever God has for me. I, and she's elated. She's excited. And so the angel leaves, and, and, and Mary can't wait to tell Joey that she's pregnant. Now, how many in here, by show of hands, would say, Joey is going to be excited or mad? What, what's what's going to be? Excited, raise your hand. Mad, raise your hand. Yeah, yeah, I think it's the latter one. He's going to be mad. So she goes up to Joey, and she's like, listen, Joey, I'm, you, you're not going to believe what happened to me today. I was in my prayer time, and I was in the scriptures, and then all of a sudden, Joey, this angel appeared to me. It was magnificent. Light shined all around the angel, and the angel said that there's a baby in my belly. And Joey's like, where's angel at? I'm ready to fight him. Where's angel at? And she's like, no, 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 Joey, the angel of the Lord. What? Wait, the angel of the Lord. Yeah, yeah, Joey, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit came and, and, and he said that there's a baby in me and I'm going to carry this baby and this is going to be the son of God and he's going to take the sins away from all the world and, and, and I get to carry the baby. And Joey is flipping out. He's flipping out at this point. And so we pick up the story in Matthew 1, verse 18 and 19. Look at this on the screens. It says, this is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother, Mary, was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. So what we see here is Joey is humiliated. He is devastated. He is embarrassed. He's embarrassed. And, uh, you know, rightfully so. You understand the invites had already went out for the wedding. You understand that they already put a deposit down on the garden chapel. You understand that they have to go tell their parents, like, this isn't happening. Like, something else happened, and Joey's thinking he cheated. You know, she's saying the Holy Spirit did it. I'm saying, no, who'd she cheat on me with? You know what I mean? There's all these thoughts, and, and the worst thing for Joey is this, the public humiliation that he's about to encounter because once you engage in that culture, in that time frame, once you were engaged, the only way to break it off was through divorce, and it was looked down upon. Actually, if there was infidelity back then, if there was infidelity, whether you were engaged or married, you had the right to take that other person out. Like, they had the right to kill them. Some of you are like, I wish I could do that right now. No, no, that's another message for another time. We'll pray for you on that. But, but that was the law back then. So it was, it was very, it was frowned upon. And, and so Joseph is embarrassed and he's just like, oh my gosh, my business done. Like it's done. Like, like no one's going to buy rocking chairs and little horses from me anymore. Come on, somebody. It's done. But imagine Mary's emotions. Imagine her emotions. I mean, here she was and she said, told the angel, be it unto you according to, be it unto me rather according to your word. Whatever, whatever it is, I, whatever God has for me, I want it. All she was wanting to do is be used by God. This teenage girl was just wanting to be used by God. And now the rumors mill is flying all over. I mean, Facebook is blowing up with this hashtag, Mary, you did know. 
It's going to hit you. It's my favorite joke out of the whole message right there. Mary, you did know. I don't care who you are, but that's funny. Mary, you did know. I mean, they're putting stuff up on Facebook and saying, she said the Holy Spirit impregnated her. Hashtag, yeah, right. <laughs> like, like she's being mocked everywhere. And all she wanted to do was be used by God. You know what Mary's thinking? God, this isn't what I had planned. God, like I said yes to your will and this is not the way I had it planned out in my head and this is not fair. This is not what I had planned for my future. And this is exactly where some of you are right now. You're saying, God, I didn't plan on this year to end like this. I, I didn't plan on struggling through Christmas this year. I thought it was going to be a good Christmas. But something went wrong in the car and we had to put out a lot of money and one of the appliances blew up. And, you know, we, we didn't have the Christmas we thought we were going to have. Some of you are like, I didn't have this plan. You took a new job and it didn't work out. And now you, or you lost your job this year. You're like, I, I, didn't, I didn't have this planned out. What is going on right now? Some of you, you raised your kids right, but they're rebelling in a big way. You're like, I didn't, I didn't plan this. Some of you thought you would live happily ever after, but it didn't work out. You didn't plan that, but it happened. So, some of you in here said, I, I didn't plan on by the, you know, this time of 2017 coming to the end of the year. I didn't plan on still battling with depression, anxiety, and stress, but here you are, and it's still haunting you. I, I didn't plan on it. I didn't plan on battling this illness. I didn't, I didn't plan on the pain still being here. I didn't plan on the emotional pain that was caused by somebody, a family member, a friend, but, but here I am. Dealing with something that I didn't plan. God, where are you? God, where are you? This isn't what I had planned. This isn't what I had planned. Many of you here today have had a change of plans. Just like Mary and Joseph. You had a change of plans. And you're wondering, man, is God real? Because God, if you're real... Why is this happening? God, if you're real, why, why, why did I lose my loved one? God, if you're real, why am I struggling financially again? God, if you're real, why, why do I battle these thoughts in my mind that I can't seem to get rid of, God? And here's what I want you to know. Here's the main thought I want you to grab today. You don't have to understand the plan to trust that God has a purpose. You don't have to understand the plan to trust that God has a purpose. God has a purpose. Mary and Joseph's plans were shattered, but God had a purpose. Your plans may have got shattered this year, but God has a purpose. So I want to encourage your faith today. I want to encourage those who've been smiling and saying everything's merry and bright, but deep down, you've had a change of plans. 
Deep down, your world has been shattered. Deep down, you're really searching and questioning, where are you, God? I want to encourage you today, when there is a change of plans, please understand that God has a purpose. God has a purpose. They didn't see it at the time, and neither do we. Mary and Joseph didn't see the purpose at that moment. When their plans begin to shift, when the world got turned upside down, they didn't see the plan. And a lot of times, neither do we. We don't see exactly all that God wants to do in our life. We don't see how he's going to turn this around for his glory. We don't see that he works all things together for the good. We don't see it, but we got to trust that God has a purpose. God always has a purpose even when we don't understand the plan. He always has a purpose even when we can't comprehend the plan. Look at this verse, Matthew 121, as we close today. It says, she will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Lean into this. Listen, listen. Listen to this. Listen to this. So Mary and Joseph had a plan, right? God had a purpose. Watch this. Mary and Joseph had a plan. God had a purpose. And the purpose was you. The purpose was you. Oh, they didn't understand it at the time. Why are we going through this ridicule? Why are we going through this shame? We're being shamed by everyone. No one will even let the son of God be born in a hotel. He's got to be born in a manger because there's no room for him in the end. How shameful to put the son of God in the midst of dirty, smelly animals. No one understood. No one understood the plan. No one understood God's purpose. But the purpose was for you and for me. The purpose for the Savior to be born. The purpose for him to be born in a manger wrapped in the garment that he was wrapped in so that one day he would die upon a cross and be wrapped in the same garment and put in a tomb for three days. The purpose was for you and I. The purpose we see is because he will save his people from their Sins. God had a purpose, and the purpose was you. Mary and Joseph had to be inconvenienced. They had to be ridiculed. They had to go through the shame. They had to have a change of plans for the purpose of Jesus coming to earth. Emmanuel, God with us, to change our plans in giving us a fresh start, a new life, an eternal home in heaven, if we would simply say yes to God in changing our plans. In changing our plans. I don't know where you're at today. I don't know if a friend, a family member invited you. I don't know if you're here every single Sunday. But what I do know is You may have had a change of plans, but please understand God has a purpose that he's not done with you. People may have thrown you away. People may have pushed you aside, but God is not done writing your story. And don't you dare give up because you had one bad chapter. There's a whole nother book to write. There's many chapters for God to write and God is not done writing your story.
God has a purpose for you. Stand with me today. Hey, thanks for listening today. And maybe you're out there and maybe you feel far from God today. Maybe life has thrown you a curveball. You've taken some wrong turns. You've messed up. I'm here to tell you about God's love for your life. You know, it's real and it's for you. And, and no matter what you've done, no matter where you've gone, God is there. His love is unconditional. And, and the Bible says that if you just confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, you're saved. And I'm going to lead you through a prayer. And I just believe that if you say this prayer, mean it with your heart, the Bible says you're saved. And I want to encourage you to tell somebody about this decision. But just wherever you're at, just say, God, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. Change me. Jesus name. It's simple as that. And uh, I encourage you find a good local church. If, if you can get to fuel church, get here. God is moving. God is doing some great things in the lives and families of the people that come here, but find a good church where you can grow in God until next time. God bless you. Have a great week.